Let's, Let's celebrate life with a little bubbly. Welcome to Bubbles of Wisdom Podcast. I am Danny, the artist. I am Maggie, the law librarian. We are cousins and best friends. With this bi-weekly podcast, we engage in meaningful and entertaining conversations about work, love, health, and of course, sparkling wine. We share our life experiences as women over 50, so all women embrace who they are and feel empowered as they age. Giving back. We plan to feature individuals who are giving back to their community. Today, we are happy to introduce Maria Richardson, also known as Naja. She is the first of two daughters to Dominican parents. She is a Brooklyn native born and bred in Fort Greene. She is a professional records and information government industry, mainly in the legal sector. She is a professional belly dancer, troop director of Tribe Hamsa, and owner of Hamsa Dance and Fitness Studio. She now calls Linden, New Jersey home and is an avid photographer. Welcome, Maria. Thank you for having me. Maria, I heard photography and I'm already excited. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Lifelong passion. So Maria and I worked at the same law firm for many years. And at the beginning of the pandemic, she was one of the first people who reached out to me. And I'm so happy that we're finally able to make this happen. And again, that speaks to who you are as an individual as well. You know, reaching out, keeping people connected. Yeah. One of my things is that I like to keep keep in touch with my family, keep in touch with my close friends and making sure that they're well. I think there was a lot of panic during the first six months of COVID. And it was important for me to reach out and make sure that everybody was okay, not only physically, but mentally. Thank you. And I was grateful for that. I'm telling you, we actually saw each other. We didn't see each other this year, but during the pandemic, we did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Maria, I would love to hear about your passions because it seems that you have more than once. We're talking dance, we're talking photography. What else is there? I like to cook. Oh. I do like to cook. I, I can I can burn a few pots. I can do my thing in the kitchen. And it comes from my family. My mom was always an avid person of making sure you knew how to cook, especially me and my sister. And also, I have a lot of food allergies, so I tend to cook for myself so I can know I'm, I'm eating healthy. Oh, that mm. makes sense. Definitely, that makes sense. Other passions, ever since I was small, my nickname, my family nickname is Boogie. I've always loved to dance, and um, I was the one on Saturday mornings watching Soul Train and American Bands dance, dancing in front oh, yeah. of the screen. He's taking us back. Right Soul there with you. Train. Right there with you, Boogie. Right there with you, Boogie. So I've always had a passion for dance, and photography I picked up with my dad. My dad was an avid photographer. He was more of a cinematographer. He liked to take a film. Um, when I graduated from high school, I got my first uh, photography outfit with lenses and cameras and what have you. So that boosted my my passion. And I've been doing it off and on. It tends to be an expensive habit. So hobby, I should say, not habit, but hobby. But I enjoy it when I can. I've joined a couple of photography clubs since I've been out here in New Jersey. And also while working with Maggie, was able to have a photographer mentor, which was Ennio, Ennio Rezzi. Oh, that's great. And what type of photography do you like to do? I like to do urban photography. I do 
a lot of botanicals as well. One of my favorite places to shoot is the uh, cemeteries. Mm. Oh, yes. Those are gorgeous. People don't know that, but those are some of the most beautiful places. Yeah. Not on my list of places, but <laughs> okay. Oh, it's totally on my list. I plan to go to Mexico, actually. There's one photographer, David Duchemin. He's all about going to Mexico every year around this time. This time, actually. because yeah, the day of yes. the Saint, All Saints Day exactly. yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Or two days ago. Yeah. And you know, he has this retreat that I've promised myself one day, definitely I will do it. I haven't yet, but it's on my it's on bucket, bucket list. list. <laughs> Maybe we'll go together. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. So Maria, how did you discover belly dancing? It's funny. I started belly dancing because I didn't want to take an aerobics class. And (laughs) at the gym at the time, this was the only other class given at the time that I was able to to be at the gym. And it so happens that it was taught by a retired judge who was a famous dancer here in New York City. And um, it just went on from there. She introduced me to one teacher and that teacher introduced me to another. And when I saw a live show at a festival, I was hooked. Nice. And actually, I've taken Maria's class. You have? Yes, I have. I was learning. I was trying to do my little figure eight. I wasn't very good. (laughs) I know the figure eight. I need to practice. That's the only thing I know about it. (laughs) But, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And I really, I like the music. We talked about that. Yes, yes. I I think that uh, belly dance is taken, it's been really modernized by, by Americans. It is a low impact exercise or workout, but it was mainly meant to teach women how to identify themselves with their bodies and how to carry themselves. Also, how to get their body ready for childbirth, using your abdominal muscles, your leg muscles, that sort of thing. This belly dancing was basically meant for women and it's been modernized by bringing it to the clubs. And now at one point it was called cabaret, some was it? I didn't know that. I didn't know. Oh. Yeah. That's quite yeah. interesting. So when you see belly dance in the Middle East or in, in Europe, it's done by women in the community, behind the house, that sort of thing, just the, amongst the women. But when you see it at a club, it's because it's considered more modern. More modern. I, I, I always think of the dance of the seven veils and I think of Solomon. <laughs> Here I was, I thought it was to lure the men. I wasn't thinking about birthing, but okay. Thank you. That's very, that's interesting. That's I didn't quite think of that. I, yes, I didn't know yes. that. You see, now I'm even more to it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm, because I've been that's why you a see a, a lot of belly dancers are very particular about their craft. They won't perform at certain certain venues. You don't see professional belly dancers doing bachelor parties and things like that because it is an art. That's true. And you, Maria, you just reminded me, I didn't know there was such a thing as male belly dancers until Maria introduced me to a male belly dancer. And girl, he was something else. He was whining better than I can. Well, everybody knows my wine's not that great, but... (laughs) He was amazing. Ted, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, for those yeah. for people who don't yes, know. Yeah. Please tell us dancer about that. Wow. Back in the 18th and 19th century, there were men who would watch the harem or the concubines, which were eunuchs. Yes. So they were men that were castrated and that sort of thing. They learned how to do the dances. So you'll see that very often. Also in a lot of cultures, like in the Japanese culture, in Kabuki theater, I think it's called, they're only male 
male actors and they dress up as female yes, yes, that. parts. Mm-hmm. So um, this is not anything new. It's just people, when they think of belly dance, they think of women in a bra and some kind of skirt mm-hmm. jiggling around. That's yes. right. But we do, uh, as, as Maggie mentioned, we do have some fabulous belly dancers here in the north in in north america and across europe that take the craft very well and is there a big difference between all of these uh, because you talked about north america and so on are there different type of belly dancing great question yeah yeah there is there's egyptian belly dance and there's turkish belly dance this this particular dance form is very nomadic Mm. so depending on where the the tribe went or the community went they would pick up dance moves from that from that culture if you notice the belly dance costumes have sparkles on them. That is remnants from coins that they would sew onto their costumes while they travel. Oh, okay. So that's where you see all the coin belts and the coin bras come from, is that when they travel, rather than not, you know, so they won't get robbed, they'd sew their money into their fabrics, into their clothing. Oh, wow. I thought it was just for the the noise effect. Exactly, (laughs) too. That's what I thought. (laughs) Well, you see that in Indian culture. The Indian culture... You'll see that the women wear bells on their on their ankles and what have you. Yes, yes. yes so that's, that's where you see that. Mm-hmm. That is true. Is there a famous belly dancer whose style that you em- emulate? Um, no, actually, there isn't. Uh, okay. Because what what I the, the belly dance that I do is a fusion of many different mm-hmm. cultural dances. Okay. So there isn't one particular person that I uh, try to frame my craft around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you pretty much have put together your own style. Yeah, yeah. The, it has elements of Indian. It has elements of Turkish. Some elements from Egypt. Uh, some from Morocco. So different places. Oh, that's very interesting. And Spain. Yeah. Yes. And why did you decide to open a studio? Because that's that's very demanding to have a business. Being a dancer is one thing, but having the business is something, you know, quite demanding. And working a full-time job. And working a full-time job, yes. Wow. Yes. Um, One of the things that when I was a troop member with Manhattan Tribal, I became a certified dance instructor for this dance form that that we do. And from there, I just fell in love with the, with, with teaching, teaching, teaching students, seeing that aha moment mm-hmm. and seeing them have a lot of fun doing it and, and working as a group. So started teaching, I was living on Staten Island at the time, started teaching at the studio in New Jersey and she kept hinting that she was going to retire. So during COVID she did and she asked me if I wanted to take over the business. Mm. So it's a small studio. It's 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 not anything big, but I think I was able, you know, I'm a- able to handle it, and uh, rebranded it, gave it a new fresh coat of paint, <laughs> and um, called some of my friends who were also professional teachers and dancers to help me out and and launch this. We launched in the middle of COVID. I got that. You just oh, yes. to that. That's amazing. Thank you. Good for you. Thank you. We launched in the middle of COVID, all online classes, and it was a hit. Mm-hmm. It went really, really well. We were able to put on a performance in June, six months after the doors opened to the studio, wow. just from students learning online. 
Wow, that's, that's great. great. So, <laughs> and that went over well. The, the students were happy about it. Now we're trying to get students to start easing themselves back into the studio because now I'm paying rent for, for an empty space. <laughs> yes. So um, we're, we're beginning to, to put a big propaganda promotion together for January to, to have more people come in studio to take classes. That's great. That's great. That's yes, that's great. I wish you were in Brooklyn. I know. I know. <laughs> I did take one of her, her cabaret class, right? I think it was cabaret. What was it? Burlesque. You burlesque. took a burlesque class. Oh, oh yeah. That was You know fun. what you need to do? You need to do some, uh, you need to go around sometimes, perhaps be invited to a studio. Ooh, I Brooklyn. like that. Like a traveling exactly. uh, event. Oh, I, yeah. do, I do work with uh, a group called the Pure Onyx Movement, which is out of Brooklyn. And, uh, Every so often, I'm, I'm a guest teacher or performer in their events. They've been around for a very long time. It's a very good company. The Just going back to what talking about the studio, we have classes other than belly dance. We have line dance, African dance, mm-hmm. boot camp, and yoga. Oh, that's great. And specialty classes. We have Bollywood, and we have the burlesque classes. So it's a nice mix. It's yeah. a nice mix. We're trying to get those moms in there to do something and get involved. So we try to have something for everyone. Oh, this sounds great. This sounds great. Now tell us something. You've, you, you have something that I heard that's called thankful Thursdays. Yes. yes. What is this about? Thankful Thursdays. Uh, we do have an IG account. And on Thursdays, I, I put up a thankful Thursday thought, you know, something to, to reflect on and, and, just to, you know, to bring everybody grounded and let people know, okay, you know, you think you might have it bad, but it's not as bad as somebody else. Mm-hmm. Be thankful for what you have. Yes. Oh, yeah. So just try to put that out there. I, I was calling it Motivational Mondays, but Mondays were just too early in the week for me to do it. No, I agree. <laughs> too many I'm barely people, awake. <laughs> and too many people are doing Mondays. I like that it's on Thursdays. Thursdays yeah. You've been through so much. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, you're almost at the end of the week and you just need that little push. To keep yeah. you going. Yeah, so you, can do, mm-hmm. you can do it. You can do it, push. Yeah, yes. yes. that tur- that you know that thankful Thursday just gives you that little jolt exactly. to keep going. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And speaking of gratefulness and thankfulness, this thankful Thursday thing is wonderful. And part of the reason Maria's here is that uh, they have an event that she's co-hosting and we want to talk about that. Yes. So some people, most people should know, but for those who don't know, on August 14th, 2021, the southwestern part of Haiti was struck by a 7.2 magnitude earthquake. Yes. And that was really, really difficult for us, to say the least, right? Yes, mainly when you think about the fact that, when was that, 2010? That's right. There was just De- devastating, devastating, catastrophic yes, yes, earthquake, earthquake that hit the country. And we never recovered from that. Exactly. To then have another it's one. It's like a double whammy. Exactly. It's double whammy. And so for me, I have to say, and I admit it, that I'm embarrassed that I didn't donate any funds to this most recent earthquake um, in 2010, I went all out. I did the earthquake. We were working at the same firm. I donated there. You know, you name it, I donated everywhere. But this time, I did not. And a part of that is because of the scandals that the money didn't find their yes. way, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm so glad we're going to talk about this event because I'm glad that I have an opportunity to give back. And, you know, I'm pleased to announce. Well, actually, I'm not going to announce. I'm going to let yes, you yes, announce yes. <laughs> and talk about the event that, that you guys have planned. 
Sure. On November 20th at 7 p.m., we're hosting an online fundraiser virtual showcase called Shimmy for the Quake, and that is to raise funds for the Haiti earthquake relief. I've partnered up with GEM, which is uh, the Global Empowerment Movement. That is a spinoff from Be Strong, which is an organization created by Bethany Frankel. I don't know if you know her. She's from the Housewives of New York. Yes. Yes. And she did all of the skinny drinks. She's also on a shark on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. So she has her organization that gives to all these different causes. They were giving to the, the, the earthquake in Haiti, the building collapse in Miami, mm. and all these other different nat, you know disasters, so yeah. to speak. Mm-hmm. So you can go and choose from her page. You can choose which fundraiser you want to donate to, and they tell you exactly to the penny where things are going, what's going towards delivery, what's going towards, you know, drinks, what's going towards medicine, when the truck left, when the mm-hmm. when the plane arrived at the location, everything is on there. Oh, that's important because people have lost the trust in those, yes, you know, those NG- not, organizations. Yes, those NGOs. Mm-hmm. So it's great to hear that they're really making sure we know where our money is going. Exactly, exactly. So I've teamed up with a restaurant called Yampanadas, which is Haitian also, Haitian owned. The name of the the owner is Marissa. She's also out of Cranford, New Jersey, where my studio is. Fabulous food if you ever get to go there. So we've teamed up together to put this, this program on. And basically it's our student showcase for the fall. We have students who are performing for the very first time. Wow, and we have exciting. some students who are a little more seasoned, and also some professional dancers as well. So I'm very proud of this. How can one give to Shimi for the Quake? Yeah, we have a on our website. Our website is hamzadancefitness.com. Mm-hmm. If you go under classes, you'll see a link for Shimi for the Quake. You can donate anything you want, one dollar to a thousand dollars, and you will get in return a link for the show mm-hmm. and also your donation is tax deductible that's, that's great that's really good to know so to the to date we've we've raised two hundred dollars which is not bad we still have a, you know three three weeks to go and i'm pumping it all on instagram and facebook and other places as well so Hopefully we can bring that up to at least five hundred dollars. I'd be very happy. I, I think we're gonna. You know what? Let's go up to a thousand. We, we want yes, a thousand. I yes. think we can hit a thousand. I think a thousand sounds good. Let's let's commit to help you reach a thousand. Yes, we commit. Bubbles of wisdom. That's awesome. That would be awesome. Sure that that would be awesome. We're just coming off of another fundraiser. We just did Pinktober, where Hamza oh, went pink. Mm-hmm. And proceeds from the students' registration for the month of October went towards uh, cancer care and, and prevention. Oh, that's oh yeah. I'm a, ca- I'm a breast cancer survivor, so I thought that was very, very important to me. So we'll do that every year. Last year, we did Feeding America in the middle oh. of COVID. That's great. So every year we'll do some kind of fundraiser. Oh, that's wonderful, Maria. This is great, you know? Yeah, we have a lot to be thankful for with everything that you're doing for so many, you know, different organizations. But now I want to know, where did that come from for you? Because, you know, you could just have your business and do what you need to do, but you've decided to give to, you know, to so many different Mm -hmm. uh, organizations. Where does that come from? I think it's important for the students to know that their money is not just going towards profit in my pocket or towards the studio. I want the the uh, studio to be known for its philanthropy and for mm-hmm. helping out the community. 
Yes, that's great. That's where it comes that's from. Great. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget that you are our neighbor. Yes. Right? My, yes, family, exactly. my family is Dominican by descent. So, yeah, we are neighbors. <laughs> We're neighbors. That's mm-hmm. right. And so we and we thank you. For, for, for doing this yes. event. So absolutely, we're going to get the word out that this is happening. This is happening. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to cover regarding the event? So I assume that it will be via Zoom. Yeah, it's a Zoom event. It's a Zoom event, um, virtual. Uh, it shouldn't last more than maybe an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. And um, like I said, once you make a donation, you get this, you know, a thank you with the Zoom link on it to, to see the show. The students are performing their original pieces. Some teachers are as well. And yeah, it should be a, it should be a nice evening. We have another one of our master teachers, our line dancers, who's going to be the host. That's great. Can we get a scoop? Are you going to be presenting something? I'm actually not going to be presenting this time around because I will be doing tech. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) making sure everything is working properly that's right exactly you know how technology is on on zoom yeah yes we do there there are usual technical issues and snafus and what have you um so i you have a lot of plans for the studio that's terrific you have the you plan to keep the pink October. Yes. What else do you see the studio doing and growing? What 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 do you have in mind for the studio? Well, we just joined uh, the New Jersey Council of the Arts, mm-hmm. so now we are listed there. We are also listed in Dance New Jersey, which allows us to help other other uh, studios rent from each other. So if we need a bigger space for an event or for an audition or whatever, we can call on each other to do that. And I'm also part of the Chamber of Commerce for um, uh, Cranford, where the town is, Cranford, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So whenever they have events and street festivals and what have you, we're included. So it's a matter of bringing the identity to the to the studio. Yeah, making it as visible as possible, because we're not Mm -hmm. we're not on street level. So we don't have that that uh appeal so the walk we're in the basement so i need to do a little more foot traffic yeah i don't have the Mm -hmm. foot traffic so i have to do a little more so people can know that we're down there yes yes now tell me if anybody wants to find you if they want to go to one of your classes can you give us like your instagram everything that they need to look for you out there sure on our website hamzafitness.com you can find the calendar of events and registration links to all our classes. The little, the little introductions to, the, to, to meet the teachers. So you'll see we have teachers who have danced at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. We have teachers that were from Alvin Ailey. We have teachers who are actually one of our teachers was, was voted the best belly dance teacher in New Jersey. Wow. So we have a stellar array of teachers. Our boot camp teacher is a six-time kickboxing champion. So wow, I'd like amazing. to take that, but wow. I, I have to do baby steps. <laughs> after COVID, I'm like, every if single I muscle. I can do the boot camp, you weight. can do the boot camp. <laughs> now, tell me something. If, let's say, Maggie and I, we, we wanted to take a class, will you still have classes on Zoom? Yeah, we're, we're going to have hybrid. Uh, we have some classes that are solely on Zoom. 
but the plan is to try to bring people to the studio. Yes. But I know during the wintertime, people feel more comfortable with bad weather and what have you doing it at home. Right. So we plan to keep that. Yeah, I think the hybrid is a smart thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the money from both ends, physically, virtually, you name it. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. But, you know, you have you have some students that have some technology challenges that makes it a little difficult, you know, uh, children and animals and (laughs) that sort of thing. And some people just like to get out. Yes. You know, yes. away That's from true. the children, away from the animals and the spouses, right, right. and they just want and some time you know with themselves. You're giving them the option. That's right. Yes. They still have yes. the option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be well, able I'm to thinking of myself because <laughs> I'm not about to trek to New Jersey. No. So. <laughs> yeah, no, we will have some classes. In January, we'll be doing a BOGO. So if you I don't worry um, that. Uh, bring one, get one. So if you bring a oh. friend, you're the, uh, the student who brings a friend gets a free class. That can be taken at you know oh. during any any of the classes offered at the studio. That's a nice incentive. That's really yes. that, yeah, yeah. That's for our first year anniversary. We're gonna do a bogo. I think it's amazing that you have all these teachers and you know people that have been to, you know from Alvin Ailey to you name it. You've got some great teachers. So definitely, this sounds interesting. I know I am. I know I'm interested in following up and. Definitely taking at least one of your classes on Zoom. I look forward to seeing but, you. Yeah, I've been yeah, very, yeah. very <laughs> fortunate, very grateful, and very humbled to have these teachers support me and be on the, you know, on the staff. Two of our teachers have also been studio owners, so they're mm-hmm. sort of mentoring me along as well. So. That's great. That's helpful. Again, mm-hmm. another reason why I'm thankful. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. We have to get Matt to do a virtual. Is he still teaching? Matt has been doing a lot of tarot reading. Um, I'm not oh, sure. Matt, hold on. Who's oh, Matt? Matt, okay. <laughs> so I took a, a belly dancing class with Matt in the city. Maria knew him. And so I was like, he was fantastic. Absolutely phenomenal. Wow. And you know me, I get in there, I start giving people Boston things and organizing. <laughs> he called me, okay, co-teacher. <laughs> Call me the co-teacher because I was helping him, you know, because the way he was structuring it, I didn't like it. When the people come in, you have to check in when they come in, not at the end. He's like, okay, co-teacher. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, yeah. He is great. He's, uh, Matt is terrific. Oh, my God. His nickname is Kentucky Gold. Oh. And um, he is from Kentucky. And, you know, that's where I believe it's a bourbon or scotch that comes from there. So that's why they call it gold. Right. Liquid gold. Mm-hmm. Um, he has moved there, so I don't know if I'll be able to bring him up, but we do have a good lineup of exciting teachers coming up for, for 2022. Not to worry. We'll be there. Definitely. great to me already. So is there anything else you want to cover, Maria? No, I really appreciate this time. Thank you both for, for giving me the opportunity to tell you about the studio and about our events. And um, hoping to see everybody in, in class, virtually or in person. Yes, that sounds great. That's yeah, great. And as I was thinking about the show, I saw a quote that before I leave, I must say, giving is not just about making a donation. It's about making a difference. And I think that's absolutely perfect for what you're doing. Yes. And we thank you for it. And we're going to commit to that thousand dollars. Yes, we are. But before we go, I want to ask you something. Are you a bubbly lover? Do you have a 
sparkling wine, champagne, or any of the above that you really love and why? I do. I tend to like, um, oh, now you put me on the spot. What is it called? <laughs> it's a it's a bubbly red wine. The name uh, is Santa Rosa Black. That's the name of the, uh, the wine. And um, actually, Maggie, our mutual friend, yes. Cindy had turned me on to it. I can't remember yes, what it's called. I remember that. It's delicious. I can't remember what it's called. It, it has a name. It has a name like like it's not a Chablis, it's not a Burgundy. I forgot the name of it, um, but it's a bubbly, fruity wine. You can use it for sangria as well, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, that sounds good. Yeah, we yes, have to we'll try have that. To try that. Yes, we'll, but it sounds like you've tried. It I have already. tried. I okay. have. But okay. I forget the name. You know, we'll just ask Cindy. Yeah, I know the brand because I'm looking at the bottle here, but it doesn't tell me the. Um, the name of the wine. It's Santa Rosa Black, but I can't remember. It, okay. it doesn't say if it's a Chablis or Burgundy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I find and out, I'll let you, you first, know. When did you first have it? Oh my God, we were at, we were visiting at, at, at our mutual friend's house and she served it with an appetizer. And I'm like, wow, this is really nice. And she oh, actually wow. got it from Trader Joe's. Yes, that's right. And um, okay. I, have, I happened to yeah. find it here at my local liquor store so when i buy it i buy it by the case now and I keep it <laughs> maybe Smart. we'll come to her Smart. house maybe <laughs> i'll go find it there <laughs> maria this was a lot of fun thank you so much and thank you for what you're doing not only for the community but the community abroad our our country yes yes and yours to our island our island that's, that's right because right, we share our the island, island. thank yes. you and i think it'd be great if more Haitians and Dominicans work together this way. This is true. You know, to help the island at the end of the day. Yes. This is true. Thank yes. you yes. so true. much, Maria. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And feel free to reach out whenever you need. We'll do. For today's tasting, we have Maison Fouché Crément de Loire. Another Crément? Yes, another Crément. <laughs> well, interestingly, this one is from uh, Région Loire, which is, I think, in the south of Paris. That's right. That's yeah. right. And it's about four and a half hours or so away from the a Alsace. Oh, that's right. Alsace. Yes. Okay. But you know, that's interesting because I thought that all crema were from Alsace, but I guess not. No, absolutely uh, not. Definitely. Very interesting. Yeah. So much yeah. to learn, right? Cheers. Mm. Mm. Okay, so this okay, one this is, is better than the last oh, one. This is, All right. this is already, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you got me here. You got me here. All, All right. right. So this is a blend of Chenin and Blanc, which is usually the base of a Cremant. It also has uh, some Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. You know what? This is so nice and crisp mm-hmm. this is how i like them and it's not and this is not too it's dry not mm-hmm. too sweet it's perfect and it is made from a champagne method we method champenoise en français s'il vous plaît oh, oh. <laughs> nous, nous sommes en france de oui, même, de même. <laughs> now do you taste the apple the pear I think maybe a little bit of the apple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like green apple. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Green apple. Yes. 
But I'm not tasting any white nectarine or anything like that. That is white nectarine. Yeah, Interesting. yeah. that's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm liking this. This is delicious. And Ma Maggie just had a whole bath of this when she opened the bottle. <laughs> Half of it landed on the floor. <laughs> I just but need the liquor good. go to waste. I know. I know for shame. So is this a thumbs up? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely a thumbs up. I'm really liking it. I like that it's uh, it's nice and crisp. What about the price point? Uh, it was about $21, you know, in New York City. But overall, what I've seen on the, the internet is about $14, $15. But around here, right here in Brooklyn, come on, it's like $21. Yeah, but that's mm -hmm. not bad. Even that's the, a good not price. Bad. This it's is very worth good. it. It's yes. a very good one. Very good price uh, price point for this type of wine. I think it's really, really good. I'm liking yeah, it. Yeah, I do agree with you. Mm. All right, till next time, I'll let you pick the Crema. <laughs> <laughs> well cheers to cheers that, to that. <laughs> thank you for listening to bubbles of wisdom podcast if you like this episode please share it with your bffs you can find all our information and join our mailing list at bubblesofwisdom.com you want to keep this conversation going follow us on social media instagram at bubbles of wisdom facebook bubbles of wisdom and of course twitter at bubbles underscore wisdom.